Welcome to the Living Well with Mental Illness podcast, where we explore the journey of living a fulfilling life with mental health challenges. Join us for real and vulnerable conversations about the difficult realities of living with a mental illness. We'll discuss how to find acceptance, build resilience, and discover what recovery and living well means to you. Everyone, and welcome back to the Living Well with Mental Illness podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking more about can you live well with a mental illness? So kind of the whole point of this podcast. I suppose, yeah, this is the quintessential episode. If you listen to any episode, please listen to this one. <laughs> Just get it out of the way early and yeah, don't yeah, look back. Yeah. Now, before we dive into that, I want to first remind you all again about our online peer support community, which is open to anyone who identifies as living with and managing having a mental illness or someone who supports someone who's living with a mental illness. It's a really wonderful resource and way to connect with other people who may be facing similar things that you are experiencing in your life. And so if you're looking for a little bit of extra support through peers, it's a really great thing to check out. You can find it at the link in our description below on our YouTube channel, and it is livingwellwithmentalillness.org. In the first episode, we talked about what mental health is, just defining mental health. And we reached a couple of conclusions, I guess, about how, first of all, mental health and mental illness are not interchangeable, which is kind of... I think sometimes what the public perceives it as like good mental health is just the absence of mental illness, or in some cases, some people I think just confuse mental illness and mental health for the same thing. So um, we established that they're different. What we want to take a look at in this, this episode is how it's possible or if it's possible to live well with mental illness. So this is something that you have some experience with and I guess we both have some experience with in terms of coming from the living well with schizophrenia YouTube channel yeah you know I think that name was a really important choice in terms of what we wanted to represent on the channel and what we wanted to convey to people about the possibilities of living with an illness like schizophrenia or just living with a mental illness in general and I think that it kind of made people stop and think before they even saw any of our content about what their preconceived notions about living with an illness like schizophrenia were and made them stop and be like, living well with schizophrenia? Is that a thing? You know, and had to question it and be like, okay, yeah, maybe that is a thing. I want to learn more about that. And so, yeah, separating mental health and mental illness, I think is a really important thing because it is absolutely possible to have a mental illness and to have good mental health still, which is ultimately what I think living well equates to is having good, positive mental health and physical health and whatever, but it's a big component. Right. So when we talk about living well with mental illness, are you envisioning or do you kind of think how do you cope with a mental illness? It's probably more than that. I think it's a lot more than that. Yeah. I don't think that living well with an illness is just solely managing the illness. Um, Because I think I have experienced that where my illness can be technically speaking on paper, well-managed. I'm not having, you know, extensive symptoms or that kind of thing. And ultimately my mental illness is well-managed, but I still wasn't living well. I wasn't, I didn't have 
I wasn't satisfied with life. I didn't have a sense of purpose. I didn't find meaning in my life. All those things that we talked about in the first episode about what mental health really is. I didn't have those things. And so it's not just solely managing the mental illness that leads to living well. Just like for anyone else, living well is a kind of all-encompassing notion about what it means to derive satisfaction and meaning and purpose and all those things from life. Right. And maybe that's an important thing to talk a little bit about is that I think when people came to the Living Well with Schizophrenia channel, they expected schizophrenia to be kind of all-encompassing for me in my life because it's a chronic, serious mental illness that many people have a really hard time with, myself included. I've had a really hard time with it. But I think something that was important to convey on the channel was that it's not my whole life. I am a complicated, nuanced person beyond just my schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. Yeah, it's not it's not your identity. Right. And so absolutely it's possible to live well while still having a mental illness because mental illness is not who the person is. It's not the end all be all of their life. There is absolutely the opportunity to derive satisfaction and meaning and purpose from life, even if you are living with a mental illness. So maybe before we get into kind of the practical aspects of what it means to live well with mental illness, it might be helpful to have you describe the the quadrant kind of explanation of mental health and mental illness. Right. Yeah. So I have talked about this on our other channel before. I think I brought this up in the first episode, but basically the quadrant, let me see if I can do this without actually writing it down in front of me. Yeah, you have to describe it really well. Describing it. Yeah. Audit, describing it what's the word? Auditorially. Auditorially. <laughs> describing it verbally. Okay. So you have four quadrants and in the top left, you will have um, no mental illness and good mental health. And then in the right upper quadrant, you will have mental illness, but still good mental health. In the lower left quadrant, you will have poor mental health and no mental illness. And in the bottom right quadrant, you will have mental illness and bad mental health. Okay. If people got lost on the, <laughs> the quadrant thing, can you just kind of summarize yeah, the, so what that means? Basically the gist of this quadrant formula is to show that you can have good mental health, but still have a mental illness. Or you can have poor mental health, but not necessarily have a mental illness. One doesn't necessarily mean that the other is for sure there or not there. And so while you can have bad mental health and still have no mental illness, you can also live with a mental illness, but still have good mental health. Likewise, you can also live with a mental illness and have bad mental health, which is also in the quadrant, but just showing you that it is possible to you know, have separate experiences of having a mental illness, but still having good mental health. Right. Do you think that, I guess, people who live with mental illness are a little bit more predisposed to end up falling into that quadrant of poor mental health, also living with mental illness? And maybe from just the perspective of what that experience is life, but like, but also from the perspective of just society's 
understanding and expectation of what it's like to live with mental illness? Well, I think the first part of your question, are they more predisposed to falling into having poor mental health? I think, yeah, just because of the inherent nature of what it means to live with a mental illness, it's a really large stressor. And we covered in the first episode that stressors are a big component of what leads to poor mental health. And so, yeah, it makes sense that oftentimes having a mental illness can lead to or instigate poor mental health. But yeah, I definitely want to talk about ways to kind of combat that and what it what it takes, I guess, to work on your mental health, even if you are living with a mental illness. What was the second part of your question? Right. And then the second part of the question being that, is it more difficult because of society's expectation and understanding of mental illness? So you get diagnosed with mental illness and society kind of writes you off and you kind of write yourself off in terms of what it means to potentially live well with mental health or with mental illness. Yeah, I think that is a really big part of people's experience of navigating their mental health when they're diagnosed with a mental illness is, you know, society has this notion or idea that when someone is diagnosed with a mental illness, like schizophrenia or whatever mental illness it may be, that their life has come to a bit of an end in some regards. They're they're not going to be as productive, which is a big one that we mentioned in the first episode. They're not going to be as, you know, they're not going to be able to find meaning in their life. They're not going to be able to engage in their life anymore. And that is a really harmful idea that kind of permeates our understanding of mental illness and what it means to live with mental illness. And I think that that unfortunately, then permeates the individual person's idea of what it means to get a diagnosis of mental illness. When I was first diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, I absolutely was like, I absolutely was a little bit devastated in the beginning because everything I'd been told from society about what that meant was that my life was, my life the way I knew it anyway, was over. And so yeah, I think that understanding that we don't need to buy into these messages we're told from society about what it means to be diagnosed with a mental illness. And we individually or collectively also get to create what we want it to mean to live with a mental illness. You know, getting diagnosed with a mental illness does not mean that you really need to change very much about your approach to life other than maybe giving yourself more grace with, you know, taking care of yourself and taking a little bit more space in that regard. But you still get to engage with your life the way you want to. And you don't need to subscribe to these unfortunate assumptions that permeate society. Okay. Understanding your own story, but also the the stories of a lot of other people that we've encountered um, with the YouTube channel. How would you describe, I guess it would kind of be a period of time and sometimes an, sometimes an extended period of time where there is an adjustment. There's an adjustment to, you know, the expectations that you had for your life before you were diagnosed with a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And needing to kind of reconcile 
how your life will be different. You, you know, you had talked about how like you, you can have the same approach, but what does that mean in terms of, well, maybe you won't be able to work the same job that you've been working or maybe you won't be able to go to school or maybe, you know, there's things that, that will change in your life. Absolutely. I think it's a pretty universal experience to have a bit of a grieving period when you start to struggle with a mental illness or you're diagnosed with a mental illness and, you know, things like that do change. When I said that your approach can be the same or be whatever you want it to, maybe not the same, but it can be whatever you want it to be. You are still the driver of your life. That's kind of what I meant, that it's still up to you how you want to engage. But yeah, you're right. There will be changes from how you lived your life pre-diagnosis or pre-symptom onset. And that's that's a hard thing to come to terms with. I know that. And it's kind of a really, really big component of the ongoing process of working on self-acceptance and working on acceptance of the fact that you live with a mental illness. I think that's an important piece, the element of acceptance and self-acceptance. And I know that's something that uh, we've talked about and about how that's something that you kind of have to do on an ongoing basis. It's not going to be the sort of thing that you ever just, I'm there, I've accepted it and I can go back to the way that things were before. And I think that's, a really big part of what it means to live well with a mental illness is constantly engaging in the process of working on acceptance, working on acceptance of what it means to live with your mental illness, working on self-acceptance, your varying or deferring capacities from what they used to be, and the difficulties of living life every day with an added challenge like having a mental illness. I'm thinking about kind of the benefits of this situation, which I'm sure a lot of people feel like there's, what is there any benefit to living with mental illness? And when you dig into that kind of acceptance piece and that understanding that it is something that you're going to sort of going to need to be giving yourself grace on for your life. And then you think about how other people are going through similar experiences to you whether it's mental illness or just suffering in general. And I think that's when you kind of make that connection in terms of the level of empathy that um, you develop as a result of dealing with self-acceptance of a mental illness of your own. Yeah, I think that living with a mental illness some people are going to roll their eyes at this, myself included, but in some regards has been kind of a beautiful opportunity for self-exploration and development of things like empathy and compassion for myself and for other people. And so, yeah, you know, at first thought or at first glance, it's hard to think of what some of the benefits may be of something that causes suffering and that causes pain and difficulty and challenges in life like a mental illness. But at the same time, it is kind of a part of the human experience. And it is kind of an opportunity for self-development in some way. Definitely. 
something that we have talked about and we've actually asked other people with lived experience is the question of if you could choose not to have your mental illness, would you, would you make that decision? And, you know, I think the, the universal answer here, a general universal answer is that people would choose not, not to have it. Yeah. When, when I say that there's like a, a beautiful element to living with mental illness, that is not at all trying to glamorize it because I am part of that camp also who would absolutely choose to not have my mental illness if I got that choice. It is not something that that I would choose to live with. However, I don't have that choice. And so there's kind of this element of, well, how can I reframe this in a way that doesn't feel like it's just completely a burden in my life? And how can I reframe this as an opportunity for self-development and growth and expansion of my humanity, you know? And looking at it more, maybe not, definitely not completely, because that's not a realistic understanding of what it means to live with a mental illness, to just see the positives. But I think it's important in terms of being able to move forward with it and work on things like self-acceptance. So having talked a little bit about that it is possible to live well with mental illness, what does that actually look like now on a day-to-day basis for yourself, but also just as a general concept for other people? I mean, we talked about what it means to take care of your mental health in the first episode and things like working on having a sense of community or, you know, social connections, having a good relationship with yourself, having a relationship with nature and, you know, taking care of all these things and, feeling a sense of general life satisfaction from all these facets and beyond and feeling a sense of purpose and deriving meaning from your life. And all of those things absolutely still apply in terms of what it means to live well. And then when you add in also living with a mental illness, there is a few more things to consider in terms of what it means to live well and to have good mental health. And so these things include things like treatment for your mental illness. So that can include things like taking medication regularly. That can include things like going to see your doctor or your psychiatrist regularly, going to see a therapist regularly, engaging in regular therapy. There can also be other forms of treatment that you engage in, but that's kind of one component of living well with a mental illness. And then there's things that you are kind of responsible for in terms of taking care of your sleep, having good sleep hygiene, having proper nutrition, getting enough exercise, things like that, that kind of create this base for you then to then jump off of in terms of working on the more abstract things that go into life satisfaction and living well and having good mental health. So things like sleep hygiene, nutrition, exercise, those are things that are beneficial to anybody's mental health. Right. But perhaps from the perspective of somebody living with mental illness, they are a little bit more important to or contributing important in terms of contributing to good mental health. Absolutely. I know for myself that when I started to struggle more with mental illness and have symptoms that I needed to work on managing, 
a really, really important focus I learned to have was on these, you know, pillars of taking care of yourself, taking care of your physical health, taking care of your mental health. And you're right, when I developed a mental illness, they became so much more important in terms of maintaining stability so that I could engage with other facets of life and work on having good overall mental health. Coming back to the first thing that you had mentioned, uh, treatment options and medication. Uh, one of the the big things about psychiatric medications is that it'd be wonderful if they just treated just the illness and that was it. You didn't have to worry about anything else. You just took a pill and your illness was gone, which actually I think is how a lot of people, public perception is in terms of how mental illnesses are treated with psychiatric medications. It's just, you take a a pill and it gets rid of the problem, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case. Um, First of all, there are breakthrough symptoms, like the medication can't completely manage the the illness. And then there's also, which is why there needs to be kind of a holistic approach, exercise, sleep, nutrition, that kind of thing. But then there's also dealing with the side effects of medication. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what it means to live well in terms of balancing the benefits of medication with the side effects and the drawbacks? Yeah, my... I think everyone has, everyone who's on antipsychotic medication has some kind of relationship with their medication. And it's typically a strained one from my experience and from talking with other people. Um, That has definitely been a huge component of my journey of acceptance around my illness is navigating just accepting, I guess, the fact that I have to take medication because like you said, these medications are kind of no joke. They come with a lot of pretty nasty side effects that make it really difficult to accept that you need them or that they're beneficial at all. Um, And so I think that this is a really important thing to focus on with your psychiatrist and being really open about the feelings you're having about whatever medication you're on or medication in general. If a medication is giving you side effects that are making it kind of unbearable to be taking that medication and you feel like the drawbacks, the side effects are outweighing the benefits that the medications are giving you, I think it's really, really important to bring that up with your psychiatrist and to hopefully work together to figure out an option that is going to feel for you that the benefits are outweighing the drawbacks, the side effects. Can you give people an example of the list of potential side effects from psychiatric medication? Oh my for gosh, a better it's so extensive, of- but so things like brain fog or, you know, just feeling like you can't really concentrate or not feeling like you're able to connect with your environment is a big one. Um, Lethargy, not having very much energy or motivation. Um, Feeling agitated is a big one with antipsychotics. Um, It's called akathisia, where you feel like you just kind of want to jump out of your skin sometimes. That's kind of a difficult one to manage. Um, What else? gaining weight. Weight gain is a really big one for a lot of different psychiatric medications that can cause a lot of distress for people and also impact things like your ability to, you know, have good physical health too, which impacts your mental health as well. 
And so it's kind of ironic that some of these, actually a lot of these side effects actually work against having good health and they they kind of decrease your mental health status. And so it is a really kind of tricky balancing act, figuring out how to make it so that the benefits that you're receiving from the medications are larger than the drawbacks and the side effects that you're experiencing. Okay, so we've touched on a lot of topics here in terms of what it means to live well with a mental illness. What are kind of your biggest tips in terms of just summarizing, I guess, a little bit of what we've talked about? Right, so I think a really good place to start is focusing on the basic pillars to give yourself the platform to jump off of in terms of working on the broader things. And so those things are treatment, medication, sleep, nutrition, exercise, those kinds of pillars of wellness that then create a base for you to work on the broader things. And the broader things are things like, you know, as they pertain particularly to mental illness, I think a really important component to focus on is working on your relationship with the more difficult aspects of living with a mental illness. So that's things like your relationship with treatment options and medication and how that can be a difficult relationship and working on acceptance around that. Your relationship with maybe lost capacity, which is something we touched on in terms of kind of that grieving process of your life looking differently than it did pre-diagnosis and working on your relationship with just generally acceptance around the illness and acceptance around things like your experience of symptoms that come with the illness, your experience of the illness in general, working on accepting it for what it is and trying to have a better relationship with what it means for your life as just kind of a general, really large scale tip for acceptance. And I think that acceptance is kind of a pillar in terms of what it means to live well with mental illness. That's kind of what needs to be an ongoing process throughout your experience of navigating and managing your mental illness. That makes a lot of sense to me, you know, and when you, I think when you think about it, it doesn't seem like it would even really be possible to live well with mental illness without having that pillar of acceptance, self-acceptance. Right. And now I don't want to communicate that you need to get to a place of self-acceptance before you can live well with mental illness, because I don't think that exists. I don't think there ever is this end destination of self-acceptance. I think that that is an ongoing lifelong process that you will constantly need to be engaging in throughout your life and throughout your experience of navigating your mental illness. But it's a really important thing to keep working on in terms of moving toward living well with your mental illness. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Probably will be a cornerstone episode on uh, this, this podcast. Just a reminder that you can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, But in particular, you might want to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, It's a great place to engage and ask questions in the comments. And we also post useful information in the description. And another reminder that if you're interested, we have a peer support community. And you can learn more about that on our website, livingwellwithmentalillness.org. 
So thanks so much again for listening to today's episode and we can't wait to see you in the next one. Take care.